Welcome back. Yeah. Go Green with us, episode five. Miss Bobby Booker. I'm so happy we get a chance to, you know, we're really blessed in the light of where this world is at and things that, you know, we're able to do at the drop of a dime, at the drop of a hat these days. We are super blessed to be able to always come together when we feel like it, do this great conversation around weeds and weed and, I don't know, earth, soil, (laughs) plants, you know, all this stuff that we do. Um, Bobby, how are you? How are things there in, back home in, uh, Philadelphia, since I'm down here in low country. <laughs> hey, well, listen, it's always good to um, uh, connect with you. And like you said, it's it's beautiful to live in this time and space and have this um, uh, space and opportunity to live lives that were unimaginable, um, even during the course of our lifetime. So... Um, the, the evolution is real and the options are even realer and greater. And, you know, you can't, you can never go forward until you look backwards. And one of the big ways of honoring, you know, your roots is doing like what we're doing, which is recognizing our literal roots, those roots in the ground that keep, you know, our planet, um, uh, it gives a foundation to our planet and gives sustainability to uh, pretty much everything that is wandering around on this planet. So, you know, you you can't you can't praise the um, real roots enough. Amen, amen. Um, I was just blessed to uh, to talk to next door neighbor where we're staying at down in Baldwin um, because those are the pictures I sent you because the family uh, maintains this is Baldwin, Louisiana? Yes, sorry, thank you Baldwin, Louisiana um, the neighbors uh, maintain their mother's uh, how do you say that is uh Historical home, or there's a way to say it. I can't think of the right word, but it's it's, a, it's like a legacy family farm, just a a small patch of land that that they cultivate. Right, and, and so by small though would be huge by a city slicker standards. <laughs> well, definitely with the amount of grass we see in the front, yeah, <laughs> but. But I don't know. Like it, it's it's there's some spots in uh, West Philly. I'm thinking of one in particular on 46th Street, and um, not Baltimore, the street before Baltimore. But it, it's it's we got some we got some plots in Philadelphia where it's pretty expansive, larger than that one. But the difference I think is the amount of the amount of trees and like there's sugar cane in that picture. It just looks like a tree. But it's not a regular tree. It's actually sugar cane. And so the <laughs> fact that it's out there, you know, just uh, out willy-nilly, you know, <laughs> just chilling. Uh, that's always a beautiful thing. 
So this weekend in uh Go Green with us, where we where we at? I know you want to tell us about some of your exploits and trying to save my little my little banged up aloe vera plant. <laughs> well, you know, it's I'm telling you, and I'll repeat it again, you know, one of the best stories I ever read to kind of keep my head screwed on straight when it comes to um, um, the the life and death of houseplants is that houseplants die. And that, that was an article that was in the uh, New York Times just a couple of three years ago. Um, where, you, you know, you really have to deal with the fact that some things will make it. And you may have a greener thumb for one thing than another. I know some people that can um, bring up uh, some, you know, some species that I have forever had problems with. Um, I can't say that about succulents, and I will suggest that, you know, your, your plant went through a lot, <laughs> a lot of moving, a lot of locations. It went from being in a very stable environment to um, uh, moving and seeing more of the skyline than it ever thought it would. And, uh, and, and sometimes uh, plants will make it. Now, it's not over yet. It's, it may still recover. You know, I, I never count anything down, especially a succulent. Um, they, they've been known to, um, uh, shed a few leaves, uh, and, and come back and not just succulents. I mean, uh, oftentimes when we have, um, uh, house plants and even plants that are in our gardens and outside, um, we might decide a different location is best for them. And I, I, I advise folk all the time. You may not like to read labels, but it never hurts to read that little tag that's stuck in the pot of the plant that you're taking home. Those little brief guidelines offer a wealth of information and guidance uh, about the basic care of that plant. And uh, little things like whether or not this is a, a high sunlight plant or a plant that prefers shade. Um, knowing the difference in what a plant's tolerance is to uh, the sun is the difference between that plant thriving or not. So, you know, it never hurts to uh, hang on to those tags, just stick them into the root of the plant or right there at the base of the the plant maybe a little out of sight or if you're a bit more organized you can you know put them in your your you know put them somewhere or whatever but i always suggest the folk keep it as close to the plant as possible um use it as a reference point it's almost like the label in the back of a shirt uh you know that or a blouse or whatever clothing article of clothing you know that that little care label whether or not it's a bleach sensitive or is even machine washable um, makes the difference between the, the longevity um, or trashability of your article of clothing. Same thing with a plant. Those labels make a difference 
and how, you know, it will thrive. And then as you're getting to know your green life, um, you, you know, you, you get to, to know the, the things that it likes. If, uh, it, you know, it likes a nice little breeze coming in, it'll let you know. If it doesn't like it, it'll let you know too. Usually that's when you'll see a leaf drop or a change in the plant's appearance overall. And those can, you know, those are warning signs. The plants let you know where it stands and, and what it needs. Um, almost all ailments with a plant can be fixed with water, uh, but that's not always the case. And sometimes you can be a little too happy with the water. Sometimes less is a lot more. Um, and again, another guidepost is to use that Google app. You know, just open up Google, point your uh point it at your plant and hit the picture, let it do a scan. You'll get all kinds of care options for whatever green life you're witnessing. Identifying the the plant to the the care that it may require. And then you also have to be honest with yourself. Um, If you know you have problems with certain plants, uh, you can either go for the adventure of trying again, because <laughs> sometimes sens- uh, plants are sensitive to um, their location. Even a breeze from a door opening may be too much for certain plants. Uh, and there are other plants that thrive with that kind of breeze. If you know that you and a plant species just don't get along, you know, there's no harm in going for what you know. Try a different variant, like your aloe vera, for instance. I have a ton of succulents that I've been playing with lately. And aloe vera, that is a, um, that I, God knows how many different variants of aloe vera exist. Um, I know I have at least six different types that I'm playing with right now. And there they, was different types of aloe vera plants. Oh yes, there are tons of different aloe veras. You know, they. I, I mean, it's it's like almost everything. It's variety. All of these plants had to adjust um, to whatever environment that they may have started in, and what was going on. That's why you'll you'll have plants that. Uh, leaf variations uh, the same type of plant that may be uh, dark green you might find it in a lime um, color or it will have uh, a combination of light and green leaves and it's still the same plant but just different variations and those are things that have uh, happened usually in nature, but um, because they are treasured by plant lovers, have been um, have been uh, uh, grown um, and offered for people to add to their collection. You know, um, the, and and here in Philly, I mean, you opened up asking about Philly, but here in Philly. 
all of us plant lovers are about to have our big day starting um, this week when the Philadelphia Flower Show returns, um, which is, is always an experience for Philadelphians, whether they are into blossoms or not. Um, but it's taken a whole different form now that it is, uh, uh, as the term is, what, post-pandemic? <laughs> you know, the um, flower show in Philadelphia is now um, uh, completely outdoors at FDR Park, um, right at the edge of the city as you head towards the airport, the edge of, of South Philadelphia and in our sports arena section. And the theme for the 2022 uh, Philadelphia Flower Show was in full bloom. And this is the second year that the show will stage in that location. And I've heard nothing but wonderful comments. And I share in those accolades because um, it's, the Flower Show has been an indoor event for generations. It has been held uh, uh, at the Philadelphia Civic Center. And then after the uh, Civic Center in 19, um, I guess by the 1990s, it was now uh, staged at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. And it's always a week-long plus event, but it's inside. So to see this wonderful green life and all of these just award-winning arrangements from um, floral artisans uh, from around the world is just a mind-blowing experience. But to see it outside in its natural scape just takes the experience to another level. So uh, Philly is, while there's all these other things going on, one thing is guaranteed the great equalizer and that big dose of calm is the Philadelphia Flower Show as people go and enjoy the beauty that is definitely a part of this region. That's what's up. Um, so happy to see Brother Shane in the room. Uh, Shane's from uh, Ireland. And we had a hey, excellent. Hey. That's what I was trying to ping. Um, and a bunch of different tips and tricks he gave us around using seaweed and some other things as fertilizer and also as insects repellent, uh, lavender. And, uh, you know, somebody told me today. I need to personally. I need to. You start taking ginger shots that helps keep away mosquitoes um, up in uh, Philadelphia. I was mm. interviewing somebody who's a Philadelphia breathing expert, and she was saying like, you know, she's been doing ginger shots um, and cilantro shots. I was like, cilantro shots, wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can grow ginger, I think, and I can grow cilantro. I know for sure. So, yeah, and that. you know one of the one of the the the, the growing tricks I'm going to deal with, and I, I mean I I sort of uh, hinted upon it when I uh, opened up and 
and mentioned the expanse of land that your neighbor has um, that they, um, if you're in a uh, urban environment like I am in Philly, you know, I've got, um, I've got a front yard and I've got a backyard that I refuse to have cemented over because I want to grow things in that. And, but I am looking at my options now for growing beyond the space that I have. So I'm going to go all in on fabric bags this year, which gives me some flexibility for moving things around. And, um, um, that's going to be how I do my vegetable and herb gardens this year. So that's going to, and I've, I've done a few, a couple of fabric bags over the years. In fact, from the aforementioned Philadelphia Flowers show, I um, got about three or four of them and had some real good luck um, with them. The, they're, they're fabric bags. They have handles on the sides. They run anywhere from a small, about one gallon, to huge, uh, 25, 50 uh, gallon bags. You could actually grow trees in them. Um, the size that I'm looking at are like three to five gallon bags, which would allow anywhere from two to um, uh, five plants at the most. Uh, to grow. One of the benefits of the bags is not just transport, uh, transportability, but um, uh, because they have that kind of loose structure being fabric, the roots have a chance to expand more. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be my, my new project. I, I'll kick it off this weekend as I uh, begin my Saturday. And I'll keep you posted as as to how it's going. My tomato plant is blossoming. I've got uh, several. I haven't, I haven't harvested yet, but I've I've got a, a bunch of wonderful looking tomatoes that are are coming up, and I can't wait to do my green fried tomatoes as well as my ripe, plump red ones to uh, just enjoy, pluck and enjoy. So, That's what. Yeah, and now, uh, and now is the time. Also, and, you know, um, if you are a, a gardener and you're looking to fill in those blanks, if you go to the big box stores, the Lowe's and the um, Home Depots, um, you know, right after Memorial Day weekend, as we're heading into June. A lot of the gardening material has been slashed. It's half price or even less than that. So if there are some things you want to try, if there are some blank spaces in your yard you want to fill, you can head to uh, those stores and and just uh, uh, root around, find the clearance section. They all have a clearance section. And I'm quite sure you're going to find some deals because they're slashing things, um, the price of uh, these items on a daily basis, because they are blossoms. It's a seasonal product. And, you know, once the 4th of July comes up, all of that gardening stuff is, uh, 
especially uh, flowers and vegetables. That's all going to be in the past. Uh, it'll it'll just be you know basic fall things that they'll have out there, but all of the spring matters. They're trying to get rid of it. So that's another tip for people who are looking to um, um, grow green and save some green. Amen. I want to welcome Shane. I don't know what time is in Ireland, but Shane, thanks for joining us. How are you? How's, how's everything in the Greenland? The plush greenness of <laughs> Irish countryside. One thing about uh, gardeners is that they are the most, they will share their tips. They are the kindest, friendliest. Don't take the scowls they have from being in the sun. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not That's a good mean. point. As, just ask, ask them how to grow a better tomato. Trust me. 30 minutes later. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know Shane is Shane is from that tribe. He understands. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, Bobby, I, one of the things why I wait for Shane to be able to speak. Um, one of the things that I found interesting that the um, next door neighbor told me about watermelon. I didn't know. I thought watermelon grew underground. I didn't know watermelon grew overground. And. Yeah. Uh, you can just see it. You know, you can just literally see the growth of the watermelon. But the watermelon plant is like ivory. I mean, ivy. It's it's just, it grows all over the place. <laughs> One of those things where you're trying to figure out how do you, you know, if, I, if I had the space to grow watermelon, how would I grow, how would I keep the plant, you know, within that square box or within that square footage? And started thinking about, you know, could you build like a, some type of a, I don't know, say fence, but like lattice, but, but out of like something that would let water, maybe like PC, PVC piping or, you know, something recyclable. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen watermelon, um, um, harvested, grown and harvested here in Philadelphia. And it's not, it's not all over the place. I mean, I I've even seen what? people. Um, what about yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. There's some talented. There's some talented growers here. And don't forget, now we're still talking about descendants of the Great Migration. There are a lot of people who came to Philly <laughs> um, uh, from uh, the the uh, South. And you know, and agriculture backgrounds. So you know, I, I've I've seen I've seen watermelon grown up here. Um, I know the sugar cane's a little hard, but pretty much any and everything uh, that you're talking about. And don't forget too, there. I mean, there is still there's a ton of farmland in this area we are right next door to um um new jersey which is called the garden state and for good reason <laughs> you know uh that's so. interesting that's real interesting because we didn't uh i didn't think about that 
and naming our show, but yeah. <laughs> We're right next to the Garden State. <laughs> yeah, we're next to the Garden State, and we've got a lot of agriculture um, here in Pennsylvania, um, in, including wine country. If you go uh, west of Philadelphia, heading towards uh, Harrisburg and over in that area, we've got some lovely vineyards and our own um, uh, type of, of wine that people cross borders to obtain. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, agriculture is uh, a very strong in this state. And not to leave out, you know, sometimes the joke is Delaware with a question mark at the end. But, um, but Delaware is also a, um, a huge agricultural um, uh, state. I mean, when you get past the, the the couple of big cities, Newark and Wilmington, and once you start heading down um, uh, those roads, you, you see nothing but farmland uh, all the way down towards, you know, Maryland. And of course, you know, what's going on with them being um, uh, Oceanside. So, you know, there's there's a lot of agriculture um, in these this whole northeast region. It's uh, definitely something that you know, I don't know, is a kismet or was it you know purposeful or that that's something I just didn't I didn't think about because I was focused solely focused on you and I talking about our plants. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, let's see if Shane can speak. There you go. Hey, Shane, Shane here. Yay, Shane. See. How's it going? How's guys? How's it going? Hey. Um, good, good. I don't know what happened there. I think I got locked into a, a, a different room and call in, and I was still actually in as a speaker in your room. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, getting used to the, the, the platform. Yeah, and it, it they did an update yesterday. It seems like the update. We had, I have somebody trying to listen in right now. So, so what's going? What, what, what's the conversation going like? What are you talking about? We're just talking about uh, gardening in Philadelphia, and I was just telling Bobby that Sunday you told me about what you're doing in Ireland and what you're doing. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, the, as you're using the seaweed and also the stuff you're using to keep away the bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's some really interesting like plants you can grow, and kind of like even eggshells, different stuff like that, growing like different plants like lavender rosemary and a few other things that uh repel insects around other plants does does do you know what i was looking into it a little bit more there and supposedly there's a whole pairing system where like you know like carrots like beans and beans don't like it's kind of like it's like it's almost a social group of vegetables vegetables like other vegetables and like to be beside them, but certain vegetables don't like to be beside other vegetables. And I think it all has to do with the dance of uh, the different nutrients that each one absorbs and, and releases into the soil. And uh, no, it was really interesting. I just I can't I can't actually tell you specifically which ones would go with which, but it was almost like looking around a social circle and first like this person, but doesn't like this person. You know what I mean? It was a uh, it was an interesting take on pairing and growing uh, vegetables together, like plants. There's a there's an arc in 
So it's sort of like the mean dance, the the mean girls at school. You know, they have a different social hierarchy. <laughs> That's it. All the fruity ones hang around together. <laughs> exactly, Mondo. <laughs> so, what part of um, Shane? I'm so happy. I was uh, delighted to hear you were a part of things, and and so big, big welcome to you. What part of Ireland are you in? I'm in. Uh, I live in the capital, uh, Dublin. But uh, okay, gotcha. yeah, but I kind of it's it's like it's funny like. It, I live in North County, Dublin, so I live on the like the kind of suburban suburban reach of the city of the urban sprawl. I live just on where the the city council meets the rural kind of council, the start of the agricultural land. So I mean, like I grew up like you know beside farms, plowing fields, doing a few bits like that. Like you know what I mean? Um, like the I like there's barley fields all around me. Um, they do their crop rotation. They used to be cattle farmers before. So, I mean, yeah, because there's a bit of farming in me, but, like, I just kind of only b- bought my own house there about two years ago, and since then, I've kind of only getting settled, and I'm building a polytunnel out the back is my current project, and I was just talking to my partner in crime there, and uh, we're just putting the final touches onto it. We've got our wood lumber ordered, so we're going to put that around the base and tighten up, get the sheet on it, the plastic uh, sheet on over the top of it, tighten that up, and uh, yeah, to build some raised beds. See, the way it is, is I would have loved to catch the grown season this year, but unfortunately, it looks like we're just going to have to build a polytunnel, get it absolutely perfect, go on, go for the real bounty hair next year. That's the plan, you know? Oh, man. See, so, uh, that's yeah, that's you, my current project. Proved, um, okay, you prove again exactly what I said. That, you know, gardeners... Of all types, you're going to share them tips, how you do this, how you're locking it down. <laughs> I yeah. love it. See, it's really interesting how I even came into this with my friend there. It's like he, he was looking into the local allotments. And like, so you rent out a little patch, a little kind of, I don't know, a little, I don't know, 10 meter, 15 meter by 15 meter patch. And it's like a bunch of, there's a cooperator, how to say it? A bunch of people uh, getting together and all setting up, and they all share their knowledge in the local area. They set up greenhouses, little grow areas, polytunnels like I'm building. And uh, when I was going to build my polytunnel, my uh, my uncle gave me a great bit of advice, and he goes, "Go up to the allotments and go up there and see the other polytunnels, see what other people are doing, and talk to them, uh, like get the ideas on how they're operating, and then like you know bring that knowledge back, and then." employ it then go shop for your polytunnel then do what you're going to do see like learn from others like so we did that and it was a really good exercise and it worked out really well and uh like i can't um a great plant you know like we different ways of fastening the pot plastic around the bottom of all the different polytunnels and all so like it was, we got to talk to a few guys who knew what they were at and uh they just kind of gave us some advice and you know what i mean it was brilliant but it's the way to go and see my friend couldn't get an allotment because they're all taken up so like he actually couldn't even get a place in it and i've been dying to get a polytunnel but i know if i left alone the motivation wouldn't be there for me so it's always great to have a partner in crime or some to spur on your motivation because it's really easy to kind of it's really easy to 
procrastinate when it's just you you know if you've got someone else who's interested <laughs> right. you feel like you're letting them you feel like you're letting them down so you're you're more enthusiastic and when you're on the job you're doing probably more than part doing nothing what you'd be doing on your own anyway you know so uh this is it like you know so it's great to have him on board for myself for motivation and all that kind of stuff you know and uh yeah, I'm look, really looking forward to getting into it. I mean, I keep thinking one step ahead, but I need to focus on the task at hand. Like, I'm like, how am I going to raise the bed? Am I going to raise the bed? I keep thinking, like, almost I need to put a little part way down to it so when it gets mucky in the winter, like, am I going to be, like, like trudging through a load of mud getting in? I need to kind of, like, but I'm like, no, no, that's all decoration. That's all the final touches. I need to kind of do the first, first stuff first. I need to get it up. You know what I mean? So... That's where I'm at. It never you know? stops. It never stops. You're always trying to figure out how you're going to do the next. Yeah, yeah. And I know. And it's, it's so easy to get ahead of yourself. You know what I mean? You're trying to think three steps ahead. And what, what you really should be doing is just focusing on the step at, or the task at hand, you know? Right, right. Um, but yeah, I can visualize it. I, I'm a big believer in the art of visualization, and I can visualize a full tunnel of fruits and like tomatoes and all the rest. And I can see a little picnic table sitting outside the front of me, drinking a bottle of wine, eating me tomatoes, thinking I'm the business. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Right? You know, I can actually, I can actually see it. I can actually see it. I can see it. Oh, it's gonna man. happen. I can't wait. So what what are you? Hard but I was uh, I was telling uh, Martin about a few other fun things like you know what I mean uh, like there's there's loads of wild uh, blackberries that grow around and all the bushes and all like the the hedgerows of the fields and there's also a few elder trees that have elderberries and elder flowers and I, I love it a bit like I've kind of got into semi kind of the foraging type kind of thing like you know trying to I tried to collect a load of elderberry berries and uh, I, I attempted to make elderberry wine out of them. And I've been trying to get the, the flowers in the spring and making elder flower cordial. You know what I mean? Because that's what they used to do back in the day because it's long lasting. You just sweeten up your water over the year, you know? And then like uh, the wine I failed, it was my first attempt to make it. I messed up. I got drunk and I opened it up and uh, got at it. And that was the end of that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, no. And then there's another wild one I found. It was, uh, there's these kind of like natural kind of weeds that are everywhere in our and. They're real. They're the real stick. They're like the real sticky plants, and they have these little balls on them that always get stuck in your clothes. But mm. near the end of near the end of the year, they dry up, and supposedly it's related to the coffee plant. And if you grind it up, you can make a coffee. Like it is coffee, but it's not the coffee that you know. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, it's just really interesting when you start finding out the stuff that's around you that you can actually use. Like, you know what I mean? Another thing on my list to try is. It's supposed to be like a good substitute for coffee as well. So I'm looking forward to trying that as well, grinding that up. But yeah, there's a few little bits like that. You know what I mean? It's always interesting. If you, the, more you look in, the, the more you look into it, the more there's just stuff everywhere around you. And it's a bit less in an urban environment, of course. You know what I mean? But I've, I've seen some really interesting stuff as well. Do you ever see urban beekeeping? There's a few pretty cool oh, videos yeah. on there. On YouTube about people doing that's really what it's wild stuff. But it, if you got it on the go and you had that sweet honey, it'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you, it you're, would you're be so sweet. correct. It would be. Um, yeah, 
But uh, I always think of getting in, I just can't see myself getting into that big white gear with all the kind of the little spray thing and all. This is a bit, I don't know, mad. But maybe one day, you know what I mean? If anybody could, I would expect you to be able to do it, Shane. Oh, we you know. Do it. There's a good yeah. chance. Well, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? You really can. It depends on what kind of, like, where you live and what kind of, like... Do you all live in apartment blocks, like? Or do you, do you have gardens or what? It's definitely uh, housing that is, uh, uh, how would I say, close by each other, you know? So, like, yeah. if you do have a hive, you really got to have cool neighbors. But to your point, um, some places like West Philadelphia, the West side of Philly has a lot more trees and horticulture type of folks who appreciate that versus the center of the city. So, and yeah, and Bobby Bird. Is there any city city allotments? Uh, sort of, kind of. Community gardens was but the problem is the city is, and they didn't they did. Oh, what's going on? I was wondering if it was me. No. Yeah, I think it's Shane. Oh, that was Bobby. Oh, it might be Bobby. Um, no, not you. <laughs> so you good? You good? Uh, so maybe it was. Uh, sound like an airport airplane. But anyway, yeah, no, it, there um, wasn't an airplane going above me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was Shane. That was Shane. Here, here. While is he on? We get to hear the actual airplanes in the air <laughs> that fly over a shame. Yeah, I'm pretty near the airport. I've given away my location. There you go. Um, but yeah, the city is being, it, the, there's an effort to push the city to put the allotments for the community garden so that they can't be sold. But that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's much scope for like, like almost like private, not 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 government run stuff. Would that be a bit more successful? Do you think? Like you know, like would there be scope for someone to? know, like. Gotcha. I don't know. That's a good question. That, like, like you know what I mean? I don't know. It's 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 an interesting one. Like it, it, it does need to be a push. Gotcha. It does need to be a push. Like as in, like, like even could, could you come up with an economic model that would make uh, some open spaces almost like if they're vacant and derelict? Like could you re- like is there spots that could be reimagined and then like even in, like in a group a group of many people getting together to specifically try create this community allotment that actually puts the power back towards the people rather than the government setting up some. Oh, I don't know, registration, bureaucratic monstrosity like usual, like, you know, kind of way. I don't know. We're going to definitely reach out to the local <laughs> politician to come on the show and to, to see what he's Go for it because the like, one that... No, go ahead. Do you know what? It would be a really good... It, it would... It would. Yeah, it would be a genuinely good thing to bring to the local politician. It is a, a lovely idea. Let's... Yeah, you know, they've they've dealt with. It's kind of interesting because um, 
Um, uh, Philadelphia is known to be a city of communities and all of those communities uh, have uh, garden spaces. A lot of those garden spaces uh, ha- are supported by the um, the city's, um, I guess, selected horticultural partner, which is the, um, they also host the, the flower show. So uh, Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. So they, they're the ones who uh, support the community gardens by uh, arranging for dirt, mulch, um, even seeds and other supports, fencing um, materials, even uh, garden tools. But they really help with the bigger stuff. Like if you need um, a dumpster full of mulch uh, deposited at your garden, they will arrange for that to um, happen. But as the city is expanding, those um, um, free spaces, which was basically assumed properties that had either been, you know, blighted or um, just dispossessed over generations, they are now being bought up and um, and built upon. So the community gardens those um those uh parcels of land that the city endorsed and supported for years uh they're disappearing at a drastic rate i i i get you i'm just thinking in my head like there has to be a solution there has to be a solution like even like like the tops of every apartment block like you know you like it must be a planning issue or something like like you know Turn them into green spaces. You know what I mean. Bring the the box to like raise beds up to the top of every building. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't I, know. Like fact, they're, they're... I'm, I'm in a I'm in a situation now. I'm here at Temple University and their uh, library, and I've raved about it to um, Martin at least a couple of times in the last um, uh, week or so. There's um, uh, this this whole building is it has a green roof and there's a terrace that you can look out on and this is now established after two years so it's just beautiful to sit and watch all of this uh, just wonderful green life and all of the bees and the little birds and other things that are buzzing around, um, also being a part of it. And we also have a couple, uh, at least two buildings in Center City have a, um, um, they harvest not just uh, herbs and small vegetables like peppers and tomatoes and, and those real easy to grow, but really good for a restaurant for a restaurant. Yeah, um, they also uh, uh, have a bee colony, and they um, harvest honey. And and this building is, uh, I, I'd say it's in it's in Center City around Twentieth and Market Streets, and it's the top of a hotel. So the bees are going up twenty stories to to their hives. 
Um, That's actually yeah. amazing. I never even never even thought like how high some of the buildings would be like yeah. Exactly. To put something like like that on it is is just is is wild. But, I, but you know what? It, it makes complete sense. See, that's my point. Like, how many grey roofs is there across the city that are just right. completely, that just have a locked door going up to into them and nobody goes up into them and they're just right. wasted right. spaces? You know what I mean? Like, right. and like, like not only if, if they were green and lovely, like, exactly what you're saying. If you put a few benches up there, you've got the height, you've got the view, the sunset, you'll have your plants around. Be lovely. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it, it, and, you, and, it, and and the more no, the more trees you have, the more the more if you had some bird, some stuff up. You'd have your place would be lovely, like you know what I mean. Oh, it's lovelier. It's cooler. It it diffuses the heat. Um, yeah, you'll have you'll have your shade you know? with the trees. Everything could oh, be yeah. perfect. Like. Oh yeah. But like that's that's my point. Is that like that's where the push needs to be in an urban environment you just need to go to the roof. Like there's so many roofs that are just like, and, and, and my point is, is how can you make it economically viable? Like as in like all these management companies or people who own the apartment block, they just want to, they just want to make money. So like, if you go, well, look, give us access to the roof and let us garden the roof and they all like, you know, even do a fucking fee. we will pay a small five or 10 quid or whatever you want to do to, to get up there with to make sure it's safe, have a nice kind of safe kind of way around it, make sure everything's all whatever, and then get gardening in the centre of it. You'll make a lovely little space, and it could be your little home away from home. You'll have your apartment. You go up to the roof. It'd be lovely. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a great idea. I'll definitely uh, bring that up when we talk to the politician. Shane, it's been great to talk to you, brother. I really appreciate you coming in. Pleasure as always. Indeed. Thanks a lot. And at this point, we've grow green with us has grown to what over twenty subscribers? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even check it. But yeah, but, so. but, but you say so, you know, that's great. So let's get to two hundred. Hey, listen, Shane, and Shane is one of our, our wonderful listeners. And um, thanks again, Martin. Absolutely, Bobby. As wonderful as it is to speak and hang out with you, got to keep moving. You know, it's Tuesday. It's uh, election day in some states. Oh, and yeah. hey, it's a lot of news to cover. All right, we'll be back next week with another Grow Green with us and more gardening tips with Miss Bobby Booker. Yes, indeed. The, the, the flowers show update on the other side. There you go. All right, y'all. Go out there and get some green. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs>